your host, Coach Danielle McCartney. You can follow her work on Twitter at Coach McCartney. That's at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Hello to everyone listening across the country online, WRPR, and also a big hello to those listening on our brand new 90.3 FM North Jersey. On the way in, Andy and I had on the radio station and coming from northern New Jersey to Mawa, we were able to pick it up starting in Oakland. So um, we were assuming it's a five-mile radius all around, thanks to Google Maps. And, and we'd love to hear from you guys. We're so excited to be on the air, uh, especially on, on the actual radio. So um, big shout-out to Rampo College for getting the, uh, the antenna fixed after four years of being off-air. I would like to think Don LaGreca had something to do with that. So, Don, thanks if you did. Um, big show again today, as always. Um, we have some excellent content today. First up will be a recap of an event I attended last Saturday. It was at Rutgers University High Point Solutions Stadium. It was the NFL's McCourty Twins. Devin plays with the Patriots and Jason plays with the Titans. They hosted a casino night fundraiser to combat sickle cell disease um, because, as you'll hear, their aunt suffers from that particular disease. Uh, Next up, We'll have uh, we'll talk a little NFL Combine, which is happening right now on the NFL Network um, on Optimum. That is channel one, uh, uh, no two nineteen on Optimum. I have to keep looking that up. Uh, it's happening right now, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll have a, or I'll have a full interview with Rutgers linebacker Steve Longa. He's competing in Indianapolis right now as a linebacker. The linebacker competition I think is going on right now. Um, He'll talk a little bit about what it is to be like to to be invited to the Combine and uh, projections for for after the Combine is over. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'd like to thank him for taking some time out to to really talk with me about that. Uh, Next, I'd like to introduce you to a current event that's happening right now all over the professional sports world in and around sports. Um, Of course, it's the Erin Andrews controversy with with her stalker and... And and just just to update you guys on that. And finally, and back by popular demand, we will have Andy's regular MMA spot. And uh, I'm going to shout out his Twitter. That's the at, at bro, B-R-O, underscore, D-O-W-N, podcast. So at bro down podcast. That's Andy and his buddy do a lot of uh, MMA analysis and, and stuff. So you guys can check them out there. Also, today, I'm giving out a $5 Starbucks gift card by phone this week. Try that back out since we are back on the FM station. Um, be the first person that can call up and tell me. Well, hold on. I won't give you the question just yet. Um, and I'd also like to t- touch on some breaking news in the sports world that's confirmed, but not really confirmed and maybe confirmed. Something we all know that Peyton Manning should be announcing his retirement by the end of this week. Um, I don't think, as of last night I checked, the Broncos, I don't think, had determined that or confirmed or denied that. Um, It was just breaking all over social media. So um, as we predicted, as he should, Peyton Manning will be going out on top. Um, Super Bowl winner, of course, Peyton Manning. Um, Okay, so 
Uh, I'm going to take some phone calls for the contest. The question is, and I'm going to start taking the contest, the the phone calls after segment one, which is the Casino Night Recap. So you guys can call up. The number is 201-825-1234. We'll be taking the calls after the Casino Night segment, which gives you a little bit of time to Google. I must remind you that since we are on FM radio now, we have to keep these phone calls clean and clear of curse words, especially. Okay, so the first person, the question is, which teams do Devin and Jason McCourty, M-C-C-O-U-R-T-Y, which teams do they play for? That'll be the question at the end of segment one, the Casino Night recap, okay? So the McCourty twins, Devin and Jason, held their annual fundraiser for sickle cell anemia, which is a condition which I said their aunt suffers this past weekend, um, Saturday night at uh, Rutgers, like I said. This year featured a casino night at High Point Solution Stadium at Rutgers. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Randy Zelia at Back Sports Page and event organizer Pat Capra for hooking that up for me. I, I had so much fun. That was an awesome event. We were able to speak to pretty much all of the uh, people in attendance. There were 19, I believe, Rutgers alumni, football alumni, some of which were actually or are NFL and were NFL players. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, the McCordys, obviously. Uh, Tim Wright got to see uh, Patriots Super Bowl rings, two different ones. Uh, Mike Teal was also in attendance. Um, Eric Legrand. So a lot of household names were there that night. So, um, you know, that was it was really cool. It was really cool to go to. It was really cool to be able to talk with these guys. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Brian Leonard was also there. So here's a, uh, something Randy and I had put together for our class that we take on Thursday nights here at Professor Balton. And uh, take a listen. I'm Randy Zelia. And I'm Danielle McCartan. For, for WRPR, WRPR Sports. Recently, Danielle and I were on hand when NFL stars Jason and Devin McCourty hosted their third annual casino night to help raise money for their Tackle Sickle Cell campaign. The fundraiser took place at Brown Football Recruiting Pavilion, which is located at High Point Stadium on the campus of Rutgers University. Devin McCourty, Super Bowl champion Patriot Safety, discussed how his aunt's strength inspired both he and his brother to develop the foundation. We grew up watching her, you know, when we were young, she does, she's very tough. Um, we didn't see much of, you know, how the disease affected her, but now at 65, you know, she, she's on oxygen 24-7, she's legally blind in both eyes, but she's a warrior. Jason McCourty, Rutgers football alum and current defensive captain for the Titans, describes how hosting the event at Rutgers University is like a homecoming. This building wasn't even here while me and Dev were playing here, so to come back and have it here to have coach. We're playing here, so to come back and have it here, to have Coach Asher and uh, a lot of the staff and everybody come out and support us, it's awesome. Along with the McCourty Twins, other Rutgers alumni were in attendance to show support, such as former Bengals and Buccaneer running back Brian Leonard who discussed with us how important it is to raise money for this great cause. So it's just nice to be able to give back, and especially to embrace kids, a New Brunswick-based charity. Uh, it's, it's a great cause, you know, giving back to kids with you know, cancer and blood disorder. Um, it's, you know, when you go in these hospitals, it's one of some of the you know, saddest things that you'll see. But these kids have a smile on their face when you walk in there, and they just brighten your day up. The event was a success as Lunar Sports Group owner Pat Capra announced that the event has raised over $35,000, which is the most in event history. 
With over 19 Rutgers alum and over 200 paying guests, the McCourty twins have made their family, especially their aunt, very proud. You know, a lot of her strength, I'm happy to, you know, to be able to have a relationship with her because she's passed it down to us. And, you know, this little bit that we can do to help her, uh, you know, she tells us all the time how proud she is and uh, how much she loves what we do. So I'm happy to be a, a part of it. This is Randy Zellia and Danielle McCartan for, for WRPR. All right. So um, that was a cool little recap we had done for class, Professor Balton's class on the casino night. I particularly did not play in any of the casino games. Not good. No, I'm not really that good at them. <laughs> uh, I, I like roulette, but they, I don't think they had a roulette uh, thing set I'm up. I'm not a gambler either. No, blackjack. I know it has to add up to 21, but it's... It's hard. <laughs> Those games are hard. Yeah, and they you can't had that count big cards wheel. either. They frown on that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Ocean's 11, 12, 13. We yeah. learned that. That big wheel, do you know what that's about? The big wheel? Yeah, it's like this big wheel with like dollar bills on it or something. That game, I don't know. They had that there. That sounds like a Vegas vacation yeah. Chevy Chase kind of game. <laughs> yeah, guess, Mr. Papa Giorgio. Guess my number and <laughs> win a car. War, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. So it was a fun event. Um, they were also um, auctioning off some memorabilia, signed memorabilia from both the McCourty twins and Rutgers football. Oh, that's um, cool. The athletic director was there. The head coach was there. Um, yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, Devin McCourty, thanks, Devin. He signed a nice football for me. And uh, I know that kind of really probably wasn't allowed, but. Why isn't it allowed? I don't know. I felt funny because they were, like, fundraising for this cause that yeah. I was like raffling off memorabilia and here I come with my own football I'm like <laughs> hey can you sign this for me hey you're a fan I guess so yeah but you actually got, you got the football right yeah that's yeah. all that matters yeah so actually I, I'm a Jet fan as everybody pretty much knows and Devin plays for the Patriots did you have a Giants shirt on last week last yeah week. because we were going over Eli Manning okay. stuff like that so this week I'm actually I got Darrell Rivas on yeah. Jets <laughs> I would have thought you were a Giants fan based on last week <laughs> no, and how no. you're talking about uh, Eli. Eli I like Eli he's a good guy <laughs> <laughs> um, but but um, Randy, the guy in my class, he had gone over uh, when we went over to Devin McCourty. He was like, first thing, Devin, I got to tell you, she's a Jet fan. And uh, he was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, we like Jet fans because they never win. <laughs> <laughs> From what I hear, they've been having a last a rough couple decades. Or <laughs> yeah, last you know the Jets always find new and inventive ways to make me cry at the end of every mm. season. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Randy, what, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, um, Andy, what do you have on today? Ultimate Fighting Championships? Yeah, I got a little UFC shirt on that uh, my cousin got me. Yeah, she gets me all these UFC shirts. I don't I don't really buy any of them myself. I got the same shirts since high school. <laughs> I never throw anything out. Uh, me neither. <laughs> yeah, so props to my cousin Jamie for uh, getting me these uh, UFC shirts here. I figure it was appropriate since I'm doing the MMA on here. So, uh, yeah. Hi, Jamie. Actually, I went to college with Jamie. First yeah. freshman year. All the way, way back when, 2006. Uh, 150 years ago or yeah. something like that. Hi, Jamie. I, I hope you're listening and not cleaning your house this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so in uh, a little bit, we're going to be taking a very important phone call. But for right now, let's let's uh, let's ring up the phone lines here. 201, what's the number? 825-1234. Let's see if anybody has the answer to our Contest here. You can have your next Starbucks Frappuccino on me. Starbucks Frappuccino. It's Starbucks gift card. Five bucks. I know it's not a lot, but it's enough what's, for a Frappuccino. What's a Frappuccino? Frappuccino is, well, there's all different flavors. There's a, one I particularly like is the double chocolate chip Frappuccino. It's got a chocolate chips. It's like coffee, right? 
The one I get is not coffee based. It's milk based. The one I like. What's the difference? I'm not. There's like no coffee flavor in it. It's just, okay. It's like chocolate milk with chips in it. I'm basically, basically a caveman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of these fancy things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So the phone lines are not lighting up. That's okay. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on to uh, the NFL Combine. We're waiting on a very important phone call as well. So we will um, we'll take that as it comes in. Now, so, what's the NFL Combine here? Yeah, the NFL Explain Combine. Yeah, it, it, Ran- <laughs> Randy. I keep saying Randy. Andy. Andy is uh, not really a football fan. No. He's more of like a, a fighting fan. I appreciate the hell out of the athleticism in it. I just don't, I don't know anything about it really, uh, you know. So you're going to have to explain to me what this is. Okay, so – the top 300 university recruits in the nation get invited to this thing called the NFL Scouting Combine. Okay. It's a multi-day, I think it's three or four days, invite-only tryout, basically, where the top 300, This actually this year it's 302 recruits, um, they compete in a lot of different events, like the 40-yard dash, there's like cone drills, uh, and then there's um, position Oh, is this specific. where they like uh, they kind of try out to see if they're going to get picked or they want to get drafted or yes. something like that? Right. Okay. And then all uh, there's um, all aspects of the 2016 competition are televised, obviously on NFL Network. The recruits are there. The scouts from all 32 NFL teams are there, and current and former NFL stars and the media all converge on Indianapolis, Indiana. And and that's what's going on now. So it's always in there. It's always there, or is it just there this year? I think it's just there this year. Okay. And uh, like you said, the players are vying to make a good impression in skill and in personality for the NFL draft, which is in April. And okay. uh, each day focuses on different positions. Okay. So we have a phone line ringing in. Hi, you're on sixty minute overtime. What's your name and where you're calling from? Hi, Daniel. Oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Turn down the radio. We're getting feedback. What? <laughs> Turn down the radio. We're getting feedback. What? This is like a double take here. Yeah. You got your radio on she's, still. She's like prank phone calling us here. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Do you have the answer, Mom? I don't even know the question. I didn't hear it. I forgot it. I forgot to turn it on. I couldn't work, get it working. Okay, so why are you calling us? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the question again. What? No. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you the question. What See, we, we, we believe in fair uh, fair contests around what, here. What is the question, by the way? The question is, no, I'm not with her on the phone. <laughs> so, you're, mom, getting, you're getting X'd out yeah, here, Ms. McCartney. I, I'm about to drop your phone call, Mom, so maybe you can listen in. <laughs> I'll give it again, and maybe a little bit later, if no one else gets it, you can probably oh, get bye. it. <laughs> bye. What is the question? We dropped her. Okay, uh, the question is, you have to be the first person to call up and tell me which teams Devin and Jason McCourty play for in the NFL. Yeah, that I was the event I, I went to. I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that at all. Uh, it's easy. It gives you time to Google. We're here for an hour. You guys can Google it. Yeah. Please, Mom, don't be the winner here, all right? So, uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, back to the, uh, the NFL. rigged. <laughs> yeah, it's not rigged. It's not rigged. Uh, see, I didn't give her the question. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah. So, uh in April, they're going to be drafting, and, and right now all the scouts and all the media are all converging. So only the top 300, it's an invitation only mm-hmm. to this, mm-hmm. and I guess this is they just kind of like have what their stats are that they want from certain players, and that's how they recruit? Yeah, they, they do a couple of competitions for all the positions, like I said, the 40-yard dash and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, each day is like a different group of positions. So like yesterday I was watching the wide receivers. Okay. So after they did all the, the competitions for everybody, what they did was um, – I was watching. They did like this crazy drill where they had like 
jump around like 180 degrees and catch a ball and jump around the other way and catch a ball. Run five yards. I've seen that before, yeah. Yeah, so this morning I was watching the defensive uh, linemen, I think, or defensive backs or something that was on this morning. Okay. And um, they were doing, first of all, they're obviously slower guys. They're bigger guys. Yeah. And um, one guy, I I forget his name, had a wardrobe malfunction. Oh. Bad. So what they they have him wearing like these skin tight Under Armour things, and uh, they had him on there, and he he tripped. It looked like he tripped doing his forty yard dash. Yeah. And actually, he fell forward because his uniform ripped up the front. Ooh. And he fell forward to prevent everybody watching live. Yeah. To, to see um. Okay. Under his shorts. Oh, nice. So nice. Did uh, did that get aired live or did? Yeah, they... it was live. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, social media was actually was blowing up. I hope he all. didn't tear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, he's going to need a new his, pair of pants. Besides his t- pants. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. That was interesting this morning. Um, right now, the uh, linebackers are, are on, and I had uh, caught up with um, what's his name, uh, Steve Longa from the Rutgers football. Um, I'm not sure if we should intro this yet. I'm still waiting on that phone call. So um, I don't know what to do, any. Well, uh, how long does the uh, combine last for? Well, the combine uh, today's the last day. How? But um, when does it start? Like how I think long it does it last? Started on Thursday, and it's it's all day. Like, okay. Things. Like they come in, they fly in from wherever they are. Um, they have to do medical tests. I think there's a psychological exam as part of it. Okay. Definitely interviews. Yeah. Um, and and this is just part. all for the NFL draft, so they can pick when draft day comes. Yeah. So they, they have a better idea. And then they have to wait till draft day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And everybody's got all mock drafts going on now, like, based on how these guys performed these yeah. past couple of days. People are on all kinds of social media and on, on blogs are kind of trying to predict who was going to go where and, and to what team. Okay. Yeah, so uh, how how often do the, is the draft, like, on the money when it comes to, like, how good a player is going to be? Um, see, I, I don't know. I don't know because I think the NFL kind of likes to push, like, three, these 300 guys. And yeah. They kind of push their own envelope, in my opinion, because they um, they invite these 300 guys and say these, none of these guys actually go for where they're supposed to be going to. It kind of makes them look bad. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I just know that uh, a couple guys that were, like, first-round draft picks, quarterbacks, are just not doing, like we were talking on the way here about yeah. Tim Tebow and yeah. and all those guys. Um, I'm just not sure how it how that whole the draft thing works when it yeah. comes to. Because isn't it like if they get in the last place or something, they get like first round draft picks or something? Yeah, you get the it's it's like reverse order. So the best yeah. team this year was the Broncos. They get last pick in the first round, and then there's all kinds of dealings that the teams do within each other to trade up for picks. And like Eli Manning, actually, I believe he was drafted by the Chargers, and he got up there and he was like, "I am not playing for San Diego because they were awful." So oh, wow. then they traded around, and he ended up with the Giants, as we all know. But and then um, his his brother Peyton, also first round draft pick. Him and this other guy, Ryan Leaf, both quarterbacks, first round. Okay. They were really highly um, regarded and things like that. And Peyton Manning, as we know, ended up being one of the greatest of all time, the GOAT, yeah. right? And um, Ryan Leaf, actually, I believe he got stuck into like some drugs and things like that and really never made an impact, really, at all. He actually ended up going to the Chargers. And oh, wow. That never really like, made uh, an impact. What's his name? Todd Marinovich. Who's that? Uh, used to be the quarterback for the uh, Raiders, I believe. Look at me dropping some knowledge that you don't know. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, the only reason I know about him is because his father used to train B.J. Penn, uh, the Marinoviches. They're, like, really uh, 
they had a, a bunch of uh, next level training techniques that they used to use and everything. Oh, you got a phone call in here? I think I think this might be the one. Right, Hi, you're on 60 Minute Overtime. What's your name and where you're calling from? It's Chris Carlin. Ah, Chris Carlin. Oh, my God. Okay, so Chris Carlin, he is the host of Geico Sports Night on Sportsnet New York, which is SNY for those of us around here. He's currently the voice of the Ruck, uh, of Rutgers. He's the play-by-play caller for Rutgers football and for Rutgers men's basketball. He's also the host of Loudmouths, which is like a pardon the interruption-like show, and the former host of Beer Money, my personal favorite. I'm here with my co-host, Andy. He w- I was explaining to him what Beer Money was on, on the way here. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. And uh, Chris Collin, you're now part of the Series XM Sports Radio family. And uh, thanks for taking your time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. I know it's basketball season, so I promise to keep it short. No, I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, so um, uh, the beginning sec- uh, segment was about the McCordy Casino Night. I know you were there. So what were your impressions of that? And do you go to a lot of those events? I assume you do. Uh, you know, I try to. Um, I try to go, especially when it's, when it's Rutgers people involved. Um, you know, the McCordys, uh, uh, those are guys that, you always want to show up for because they they just they're really the epitome of what you want your sports heroes to be or your 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 student athletes to be when they were at Rutgers. I mean, those guys do so much good and handle themselves in such uh, incredibly classy fashion that that you want to do whatever you can for them and you know, the same thing with guys like Brian Leonard mm-hmm. uh, when he puts together his rally in the alley, all all those kinds of things. You know, these are kids that made such an incredible impression on me that I'm happy to show up for uh, events that they put together. Yeah, I got the impression. That was my first time around and in, in any of those events, and I got the impression, like you just said, the McCordys are actually they're, they're pretty awesome, really. And Brian Leonard, I spoke with him, too. He was all, I, he does a golf tournament, too, right? A golf fundraiser or something? I believe he does, yeah. He has, yeah. A, he has a bowling uh, event every year. I think this year he had to postpone it until next year, but... He's done a tremendous job. Same thing with uh, with the Embrace Kids Foundation, which mm-hmm. has become uh, a big part of what uh, a big part of uh, partner of Rutgers in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, did you end up playing any of the casino games? We were talking how I did not. <laughs> yeah, I, I did for a bit. Did not fare well. No. <laughs> oh. Did not fare well. <laughs> Kept doubling down on thirteen. That's not a good idea. <laughs> hey, there was roulette there. I heard you're supposed to bet on black. <laughs> exactly. I, I did not see roulette there. Oh, okay. I did not see roulette. I saw pretty much everything else. Oh, yeah, I like roulette. That's the game I play. So. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Chris, I'm going to play an audio that I'm sure you're going to recognize pretty well. So just it's 30 seconds long, and okay. and I want you to take me through this. You'll, you'll see what it is. Hold on. Okay. Rom under center, takes the snap, drops back. Yeah! He is sacked! Yes! And the Scarlet Knights win it! There is pandemonium in Piscataway. Rutgers has knocked off number three, Louisville, 28 to 25, and they are going insane at Rutgers Stadium. It is the biggest win in school history and in the Greg Schiano era. All right, do you recognize that call? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Pandemonium in Piscataway. That really stuck, Chris. Can you take us back to that game and and the end of that game? Because it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. You know, um, leading up to the game, when it, whenever you're a broadcaster and you know that there's the potential to be in one of those moments, um, you you want to think about what you're going to say because you know it's going to be an iconic moment for for the program and for the people. And 
the last thing you want to do is screw it up. So just the, the couple of days leading up to it, I had been kind of thinking about it and, you know, what's it going to be like if they win? And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it truly pandemonium. I mean, it, you know, everybody was going nuts from a fan standpoint. So I had kind of settled on that's what I was going to say. The rest of it, you just you, you just don't know as it's going to as it's going to happen. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, like, you hear me say, uh, the biggest win in school history and in the Greg Schiano era. Mm-hmm. Well, the Greg Schiano era is only part of school history, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the biggest win there. But, you know, at any rate, um, an incredible experience because when you're, when you're thinking about trying to get into this and you're, you're hoping to just get chances to, to, to do something and then to get to do it in your home state, mm-hmm at the state school and, and to have a moment like that, that, that meant to so much to so many people, uh, just the highlight of, of my career. No question. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty big. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, and I sent you this question before, um, in Giner's final season, you were okay. really sharply critical of him during everything related to his last year. All, you know, everything that was going on with them. And I, I found a poll where 60, uh, 73% of New Yorkers actually disagreed with you in your, in your criticism of him. What was it about yeah. his final season that you did dislike? Well, it, it honestly, I, during the season, it didn't bother me as much. I can recognize as much as anybody um, what Derek Jeter has meant to baseball mm-hmm. and specifically to New York mm-hmm. and, and to the, this generation of Yankee fans that grew up with him uh, as their hero. It was in September, and we had had the tour all season long. And, okay, but, you know, Jeter always kind of struck you as a guy that didn't want all of that, but he announced it at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. that it was going to be his last year. And what I didn't love is you start to see some of the commercials come. And, okay, that that's going to happen, I get it. But there was one in particular on one day that just kind of set me off, and it was when... The Gatorade? You know, Derek was, yeah, the Gatorade one where he's in the back of the car and he said, oh, let me out here. I'll walk the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And he pops into Stan's bowling alley and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and guy says, we've been waiting for you for 15 years. They said, oh, you never invited me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, let, let's dial it back a moment because Derek never went out of his way to ingratiate himself or, or to let us into him. Mm-hmm. You know, always very private, and I respect that. I get that, um, and I don't blame him uh, for that at all. But to me, it was you wouldn't ki- you wouldn't find Derek Jeter anywhere near stands unless Gatorade was paying him to be there, uh, yeah, and yep. <laughs> paying him a large chunk of money. So yep. when it's all nostalgic about this farewell tour, that's what I meant when I said that that he was a fraud, and I meant. A fraud from the standpoint of, uh, okay, you can be one way your entire career, but don't do this at the end. Don't tell me about how you're going to go hang out with the fans and all that stuff. Because, you know, and and it's not just him. There are a lot of athletes like this. Mm-hmm. I would take any one of them to task, but it really bothered me in particular because he does know what he means to New York. He has a good sense of that and what he means to baseball. But what really bothered me the most about it was that he never let you in before, but here's Gatorade going to pony up a ton of money for him at mm-hmm. the end, and we're going to go do this. Say, oh, you never invited me, please. I mean, there was a big part of Derek that felt like when he walked into the stadium after that that he had to go take a shower. <laughs> so I, I don't want to, 
that's where my real big problem, it just really seemed very hypocritical to me. You know, Chris, as you were talking, I thought of a story. I, I agree with you. I was thinking of a story of it was the, the day they opened the brand new Yankee Stadium. It was a preseason. It was uh, the last preseason game before the regular season started, and they were playing the Cubs. And I ran down there with my Derek Jeter jersey, and the, the only spot where fans are allowed to stand against the field, which is next to the champion seats or, or whatever, squeezed in there. And Derek Jeter, he did this long throw before the game started. And I'm calling his name, Derek, Derek, Derek. I have my hand underneath the number two of his jersey, and I have a, the Sharpie in my hand. And he looked at me in the middle of his throwing, and he looked at me right in the eyes, and he said, I'm sorry, I can't sign that. And I was so shocked he even, like, addressed me directly that I didn't even, like, ask, like, you know, why? Why not? So I I agree with you. And I know he's got the contract with Steiner Sports and, you know. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that bothers me. Me too. You know, um, you can do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, the the whole collectible industry is a whole other thing for me. But um, that really, uh, you know, I get it. And I don't, I don't begrudge him making the money because I do believe that you have to cash in while the opportunity is there because the, you know, that can change any day of the week and that can change any day in your career. So I guess that's um, that doesn't bother me as much as just don't be fake about it. Just don't be fake about it. And to me, that was that was being a little bit fake. Yeah. No. I. I, I... A hundred percent agree with you with that for sure. Um, all right. Um, hey, I was hoping if we could do a round of beer money. Do you have any questions ready? All right, I have a I have a couple. Okay, I'm going to give this a shot, and I want to make sure that I'm right here. Okay. Okay. I, I listen, Chris. I've always wanted me. And my dad watch the show all the time, and he's listening now. And I always wanted to be on this show, and we're always yelling at the TV like, "You guys are idiots!" Like, how do you not know the answer to that question? I have no idea. All right, what's so going what is what, is, what would you term your your specialty um, in terms of knowledge? I like the Yankees, Jets, okay, uh, maybe some Giants, maybe some Mets, but basically football and baseball. No hockey. What about Rutgers? I don't know if I know too much about Rutgers, <laughs> but I could try. Okay. I could try. All right, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Ooh, I'm so excited. All right. Um, question one. Mm-hmm. Who was the Yankees' opening day shortstop last year? Oh, pains me to say it. D.D. Gregorius. All right, correct. Yeah. That's 10 bucks. Yeah. In theory. I don't actually have 10 bucks on there. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Uh, question number two. Super Bowl Forty Two for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Who made the catch against the side of his helmet that set up the Giants' to take the lead late in the game. Well, I was watching this as a here at Rampo College in my dorm room. That was the David Tyree with the catch of the that, century. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> okay. Last one. And this is honestly a little bit easy for Uh-oh. a $100 question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Very easy. Hope I don't mess it up. Who kicked the field goal to send the Giants to Super Bowl Forty Two? And overtime in Green Bay. Oh, I have a picture of that in my in my upstairs. It, it was uh, Lawrence Tynes, number nine. Lawrence Tynes is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Man, 
flawless now, victory. I'll be fair. I took it, e- I took it easy on you. That's not, not a bad job. Thank you so much. That was like a dream come true right there. <laughs> I miss doing Bear Money. It was a lot of fun. I miss watching show. you on it. That was, that was a great show. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for your phone call. It means a lot to me. Um, you know, no I'm, problem. I'm just starting now. Yeah, hey, I, listen, just, you know, best thing you can do is have fun and, and be yourself. And I know those sound cliche, but mm-hmm. that's that's been always the key for my success. So I appreciate you having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. I'd love to have you back anytime you want. Thanks, man. It was All a lot right, of fun. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Andy, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. You're sitting here, like, jumping up and down in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> I won beer money, finally. Dad, I won. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was so cool. Did you know any of those questions? Uh, no, I, I actually didn't even know the one because you had that question on last week yeah. with the helmet. Yeah. And I, as soon as you said I remembered, but I uh, I wouldn't have got any of those right. I would have been paying for my own beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got 130 bucks to yeah. spend. <laughs> Theoretical dollars. Theoretical Chris Carlin dollars. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome! I, I that was that was cool. Chris Carlin, he's a big he's a big star here in New York media, especially with football and, and the Mets baseball. So, and Rutgers, obviously. So, yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. That's awesome. All right, so, all right, back to the combine. So, um, I have I had interviewed um, actually the night after this uh, casino night, Stephen Longa. He's the Rutgers standout linebacker. Uh, we talked about the McCordy's Casino Night, his mindset for entering the Combine, his training regimen for the various specific events, as we already discussed, um, advice given to him by other professional athletes, some of which were in attendance at that Casino Night, what to expect at the Combine, and the timeline for the NFL teams to follow up with him. And then we, we I, talk, I asked him which team he would like to be drafted by. Listen for that. And uh, my famous 30-second blitz with all the athletes that I like to do. So, um Still have not gotten a winner for the uh, the five dollars Starbucks gift card. I'm about to buy a uh, frappuccino for myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but the question again, just so you guys know, the question is: name the two teams that Devin and Jason McCourty play for in the NFL. It's two zero one eight two five one two three four. And listen in as I talked football and NFL combine with Steve Longa. Founded before America's revolution. birthplace of college football transforming the arts humanities teaching thinking research it's where we are where we've been where we're headed always forward rutgers revolutionary for 250 years Hi, Steve. Thanks for being on 60 Minute Overtime. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, what did you think? Uh, you were at the McCourty Brothers Tackle Sickle Cell fundraising event. What did you think about that? I think uh, I thought it was a great event. Uh, the McCourty's uh, do a great job of raising money for that cause of Sickle Cell. They have uh, you know, the walk where I participated um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did you end up playing any of the casino games or no? I did. Uh, 
That's cool. All right, so you are you're leaving Rutgers early. You just recently booked your ticket, or and were invited to Indianapolis for the combine. Um, the combine is is coming up very fast. What is your mindset? Well, my mindset is just to go there and uh, perform to the best uh, of my abilities. That's it. Uh, you know what I control. I've been uh, training uh, since January for this moment. Okay. Uh, So what is, like you said that you've been training, what, what does a training regimen look like for, for an athlete of your caliber going into probably the biggest physical test of, of your life so far? Coming in uh, in January, like, the first thing was to get my body to the right. Uh, I've been working with Dr. Matt Cifrelli, a mm-hmm. parabolic for with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get, you know, you can't play the whole season, 12 games, 13, or uh, and come out throwing 100 I came out, I was banged up, and I had to get my body to alert. In order for me to perform at the, the highest level, I had to feel 100%. So that was the plan. I got in, got my body to alert, and then I started training. I learned the technique, uh, the, the 40, the shuttles, right. uh, the bench, you know, there's a, it's, it's different, it's different kind of training. It's like training for the Olympics, so I have a... Uh, Have any other athletes reached out to you to offer advice for you at the Combine, especially being at the McCordy's um, event? You know, you get you get to Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium. What what's the regimen like? What is the schedule like?
How soon after that will you know if any of any team is interested? Um, you know, you, you, I, I've been getting calls early, like even like last week, two weeks, mm-hmm. the whole the past month. But you know, a lot of teams want to know about you. They want to learn. They want to learn where where you're from, what you're about. Right. Uh, at the combine is going to be the same thing. I think they they, they want to talk to you, get to know you better as a person, mm-hmm. as a football player. Um, And do you, I know you said just it takes one team, but is there one team or a couple teams you have your eye on that you'd particularly like to play for? Appearing on 60 Minute Overtime. I'm definitely going to be rooting for you and following you all the way from in Indianapolis. All right, so uh, that was Steve Longa. <laughs> He's not an excitable guy, it doesn't sound like, but he, he was nice. <coughs> I appreciated that. Um, and today, like I said, is the Defensive Lineman and Linebacker Day. For anyone curious, you can live stream the event. I think it's live on the computer you can watch. Um, if not, you can definitely watch the recaps online at www.nfl.com slash combine c-o-m-b-i-n-e slash live okay and I just wanted to give I know Andy's waiting patiently in the wings here for his MMA um, I'm good I'm, I'm, we, can, we can talk about uh, the other thing if you want yeah so yeah. Uh, let's go for it Aaron Andrews it's been in the news like like mainstream news all, all week pretty much um, and if you've been living under a rock here it is I'll give you the uh the background information. That's so, because I don't know what's uh, going on. Andy, the question is: What okay. would you do if someone repeatedly filmed you through the peephole of your hotel room, obviously without your knowledge? Uh, the peephole of my like someone the drill, like drilled a hole or like they yeah through the peephole and put their iPhone phone right through that hole, watching you. What would I do if I found out like mm-hmm. as they were filming me or afterwards? After the fact, then the the guy shopped the videos online and tried to sell them online. Well, I'd be a little upset. 
uh, depending on what kind of footage he had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But what if you found out that the person specifically requested to be in the room next to yours every single time? Um, and the hotel granted permission. And I was uh, like a famous person mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd have some questions for the hotel. Um, that's kind of weird, I think, if you're requesting that. And at least I would want a heads up that this person is requesting a room next to me. I think that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, that happened. Erin uh, um, Andrews, I think she's pretty much a household name, but she, for those of you who do not know her, she's a sportscaster, a journalist, and a TV personality. She currently hosts Fox College Football for Fox Sports, as well as Dancing with the Stars. So even if you're not a sports person, you know her through Dancing with the Stars, and that's how definitely my mother knows her. Um, you've seen her doing many sideline reports including the famous one with Richard Sherman after the Seahawks beat the 49ers in an NFC Championship game. If you haven't heard it, here it is. It's 30 seconds. You'll you'll recognize her voice. Let's send you down to the field and Aaron Andrews. Joe, thank you so much. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you, I'm going to set it for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before... And, Joe, back over to you. All right. Is, well, that, is that the guy, uh, Sure, What's his last name? Sherman. He's the dude that had, like, the face when he lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah the uh, face. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that was Aaron Andrews. I love the question. It makes me laugh every time. Who was talking about yeah. you? <laughs> I love that. I love that. But that's Erin Andrews. For those of you guys who do not know her, and that situation I had described at the outset, it happened to her. It was eight years ago. And the short story is that a stalker, eight years ago. Yeah, 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 a stalker, after putting in a special request, was able to stay in the room next to hers in a couple different hotels. I, I think I saw some reports saying three. Some said five. Oh, so these are all different hotels. Yes. So it wasn't the same hotel repeatedly. Right. Oh, okay. I can see that slipping through the cracks mm-hmm. then. I thought it was the same hotel. No. After. Okay. So he obtained extremely voyeuristic footage of her through the peephole of her door, and he tried to sell it to TMZ. Mm. TMZ then turned him into authorities, but not before over 300 million people, which was according to NBC News, have viewed her nude body on media outlets. Mm. And that footage, the one that made it to the internet, was shot at the Marriott Nashville at Vanderbilt University, where she, Erin Andrews, now has filed a civil lawsuit for $75 million. The stalker was thrown in jail after it had happened, and Marriott is claiming no responsibility for any of it. Um, It's been in the news because opening statements after eight years have started this week. Um, I believe Erin Andrews will be taking the stand this coming week. And then I, I definitely wanted to touch on that again next Sunday, in, including the whole story and her t- her testimony. Um, so, I want to just how how is they how are they saying that the Marriott is responsible for seventy five million dollars? You mean what is her lawsuit? Yeah, because well, like I I would if they if she was at the same hotel over and over again, I could mm-hmm. see them being like okay. But if did he specifically request like I want to be next to Aaron Andrews, or yes. was he just like? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's and worth $75 million, but... I know. Well, yeah. I mean, but she was crying in the courtroom. She said her... Well, it's definitely horrendous what happened to her. Her father was watching the tape in the courtroom. Yeah, well, it, it definitely... I mean, that's... 
completely wrong. The guy was in jail, right? He was thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, did nobody well, caught him like outside the room? Like, no. Videotaping like no, just I, seeing somebody standing in the hallway with a camera up to the door. No. That's weird. Yeah. So kind of right. In this right. Place? It kind of. I don't know. That sounds sort of like an inside job to me, especially since he tried to sell it. The TMZ. I know TMZ pays people for videos like that, but I don't know. I think she should go for it. I think she should win it because you know what? Okay, say we're staying in a hotel room and I say, oh, I want to be next to Andy's room. They automatically say, okay, sure. Like without any questions asked, you know, like. Yeah. You could not know me. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, I I think that they should have at least informed her probably. Like Mm -hmm. if somebody requests specifically, Mm -hmm. not not even if you're famous, like if somebody just requests to be next to you, like they should have to ask or or inform you that this person is requesting that. And then, uh, I mean, they got to have, figure she's not staying in like a rinky-dink hotel room. So I'm assuming they have security footage in in the hallway. And if he's camping out outside there like it's Black Friday, you know, I think. Somebody would have noticed that, no? I, you would think, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. So, um, I don't go, know. Aaron Andrews. I want to know how they come up with the these like numbers. numbers yeah. Like seventy. Work. Who who picked that out of the hat? I don't know. But you know what? I also saw a video online that um, one of the hotel workers, I think the one that might have made the reservation for this guy, um, she was on there saying that there is no protocol handed down from Marriott in order to how to re, how to. Um, deal with these people that want special requests on room locations. So yeah. Marriott has no policy. So, Well, they're also, I mean, the hotel business is the customer service business, and they try to do everything they can mm-hmm. to make sure that they get repeat customers. So usually mm-hmm. they try to accommodate. Uh, but then again, when you're asking specifically and you're talking about another customer, mm-hmm. it gets kind of a gray area there. Yeah. So I, I, for me, I think this is a slam dunk lawsuit for her. Um, and I think we're going to have some changes in uh, hotel policy. The Aaron Andrews rule, if you will. Yeah. I think. So That's uh, uh, 75 million goes. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, I just wanted to give everybody a, a little bit of a background on that. Next week, I, I hopefully, if they put her testimony out, I would love to play that for everybody here. And, and we, we can flush that out because I really want to – and that brings up to me a bigger argument of – the objectivity of women in sports and, and you know it MMA Ronda Rousey what was the other one you said has Misha, a fight Misha Tate and Misha Holly Tate. Holm. yeah right so I don't know and, and what's her name Rousey was just on the Sports Illustrated cover yeah. and, and things like that so I just really wanted to flush out are women made objects in sports and well it definitely sells more I think yeah, yeah. but we'll could talk about that next week if you yeah. want go yeah. in there yeah, definitely. I definitely want to go into that. And and even also coming up with the um, the Olympics. The, did you hear the soccer team? Uh, no. Hope Solo, the goalie of the soccer team. It's a, is that a guy? Or? No, a girl. Okay. Women, the women's soccer team. She said that she will not go to Rio, Brazil, I think is yeah, where the, yeah. the Olympics is. Really, yeah. yeah, she won't go unless the Zika virus is cleaned up. And, and you know, just things like that because... You know, the Zika virus. Perfect. That's the mosquito yeah, virus? It yeah. does, like, birth defects and, and things oh, like that. So oof. so why? She won't go. Okay. She won't play if they don't clear that up. Yeah. So. Well, clear it up then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Hope Solo's not going to go if you don't do that. And then USA's going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, let's take some phone calls right now. Does anybody have the answer to this question? God. Question is, what two teams do the Devin and Jason McCourty play for in the NFL? 201 
825-1234. I'm just going to sit here and watch this phone blink. Come on. <laughs> somebody call in. I want to give it away. I making these questions too hard. It's not too hard. Or some people uh, don't like the sound of their voice on the radio. <laughs> they can yeah. just... Is that Jamie texting you that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no names will be mentioned, but yeah. Oh, man. It's just freaking Google it. It takes yeah. two seconds. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm not allowed to say freaking we're on the FM Oh, just now. say it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Nothing's blinking. My God. Well, I'll, I'll go over a little bit of... Uh, MMA here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Andy, you still got to give me a, a segment name for this. I want to make you a little jingle. I've been asking you all week. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta think of something that's uh, that's catchy. I don't know. I'm, I gotta. It's gotta come to me. Oh. It's gotta come to me in a vision or something. Okay, Kanye. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you had one of the best segments of all time. But yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, but, um, just anybody that does call in, just remember to keep all the calls clean. We do not have a bleep button, unfortunately, and this is a family show. Yeah, no. So. Cur- if I can not curse on this show, then <laughs> you can not curse on this show. Okay. Yeah. Not fair. For sure. All, All right. right. So, um, nothing ringing yet, Andy. All right. I'll your take MMA. it away. Go here. ahead. All right. So, uh, Saturday night, um, Michael Bisping for Anderson Silva, and it was kind of a weird showing. I, I had predicted that Anderson was going to finish him in the first or second, I believe, and it was a re- it was a very weird fight. Um, Anderson's had a, a weird past couple of years. He uh, lost his title to Chris Weidman, and then in the rematch, he broke his leg. And then he had a very strange fight with uh, Nick Diaz, which he ended up winning uh, by decision, and then he tested positive for steroids afterwards. <laughs> so uh, this fight with Bisping, I thought that Bisping was going to be uh, just a little bit too uh, slow. He wasn't going to be catching him, and it also depended a lot on how, what Anderson showed up because Anderson has showed up kind of flat in the past, and if you don't kind of play into his game, he, he can look kind of stale. And uh, Anderson uh, showed up, and Bisping won the first two rounds hands down. He actually, excuse me, even rocked him and dropped him in the fir- uh, one of the first two rounds and almost finished him. And then uh, once he got rocked, because Anderson kind of clowns around a lot, leaves his hands down, kind of, you know, showboats. Uh, uh, he gets compared to Roy Jones uh, a lot, actually. My buddy just texted me that. <laughs> um, and uh, But the problem is now is that he's been knocked out before. He's taken a lot of punishment, So and he's getting older. He's 40 years old now, so he's losing a little bit of speed. Mm-hmm. So uh, as soon as he got knocked down from then on, he was keeping his hands up more, and then he started to win the rounds. He almost finished the fight in the third. He threw a flying knee that dropped Michael Bisping at the end of the round because uh, Bisping's mouthpiece fell out, and he was complaining to the referee, and he wasn't paying attention. Anderson threw the knee and dropped him, and the fight was over, pretty much. Uh, you know, Anderson walked away, he jumped up on the cage, and Bisping was down, but the ref never called the fight, so they had to go back to their corners and restart. And then uh, Bisping, or uh, Silva, I think, just uh, he looked either bored or just didn't have the killer instinct to finish the fight because he had him rocked in the in the in the fifth round as well, and just didn't take advantage of it. And he ended up losing a decision. So uh, how many rounds are there uh, for main event and title fights? It's five five minute rounds. Okay. Everything else is three five minute rounds. Okay. So um, I had the fight scored Bisping the first two rounds winning, and then Anderson the last three. Uh, the only one that was kind of iffy was round four, and that could have kind of went either way. I think Anderson had it, and so did a lot of other people. But you know, and if you looked at the two fighters, not that this is any you know real testament about who won the fight but if you look at their faces afterwards i mean 
Bisping looked like he got hit in the face with a hatchet, and Anderson, you know, had a little bit of a mouse under his eye. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know where that leaves both of them here. Um, I think that fight was not taking anything away from Bisping, but I think that was more Anderson not showing up and, and, you know, fighting to his potential. So I hope he doesn't make the same mistake twice. You got a caller here? Uh, yeah, actually. Let's let's go to the call. I didn't want to cut you off. Sorry. No, no. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Gone. Oh. All right. Go ahead. No, I was, so I was you know talking what? too long. No, I, I wanted to ask you real quick. I know it's sort of like boxing. So h- how are the winners determined by round? On what categories? Because, okay. you know, you with football and me with UFC are pretty much All right. Different. I'll break so it down for you. They... Uh, UFC uses the boxing system. It's a 10-point must system. Mm-hmm. So basically every round that they fight, the winner of the round gains 10 points, and the loser of the round gains 9 or less, depending on how the round goes. So <clears throat> basically the, the rounds are determined, uh, the winner, by effective striking, grappling, uh, ground control, takedowns, aggressiveness, um, octagon control, stuff like that. So the only issue is is that there's not... The judges in the past and even now, they're not really mixed martial artists. They are usually boxing refer or uh, boxing judges, so you never know what they're really looking at. And you know, some of them judge takedowns more than others. Some of them, uh, I mean, there's one quote from a judge that was uh, pretty famous. He says, "I don't count leg kicks. I don't. I don't score leg kicks because they can't end a fight," which is ludicrous. Yeah. And. Uh, so that's the problem with one of the big problems with MMA is the judging because, uh, you know, they always say don't leave it in the hands of the judges, but that's like really pr- uh, prevalent in MMA because there is a lot of bad decisions uh, when it comes to the judging. Do they like pre screen them in any way? Uh, they're just uh, set like forth by the Athletic Commission, I think, yeah. the, the, the judges, but uh, a lot of them aren't even martial artists. They're boxing judges. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to know what they're really looking at. And I, I want almost somebody to ask the judge to explain how you scored this fight Mm -hmm. and what you know what exactly you were looking for because uh, it's all subjective to whatever they think how Um, many judges are there three three yeah there's there's three judges um and uh yeah so um that's basically how the scoring system works in uh for the ufc and for most mma organizations um so this upcoming weekend we have ufc 196 all right, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple fights on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a local kid fighting, uh, Jim Miller. Um, he's fighting Diego Sanchez. Uh, he actually, uh, Jim Miller owns a gym called uh, Miller Brothers MMA up in Sparta. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Maurice Johnson uh, teaches out of there. The, him and the, his gym and Top Control, they kind of merge together. So shout out to those guys up there. Um, he's fighting Diego Sanchez. And uh, basically the way I see that fight going is uh, if, if Jim can uh, control the way the pace goes in the beginning of the fight and take him down, I think he can possibly submit Diego. They both only, they both have lost three out of their last four fights. So uh, I think uh, earlier in the fight um, is Miller's best chance to win because Diego Sanchez is very aggressive and he's known to dr- drag people into brawls. Um, and I think if Jim gets caught in that kind of hype and starts brawling with him, he's gonna he's gonna go get put to sleep. But uh, you got another call? Yeah, let's okay, see. Okay, let's see who's okay. calling in. All right. Click it on. Hi, you're on 60 Minute Overtime. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Danielle. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you have time to Google the answer, Mom? Because I know I didn't give it to you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. You said. All right, I Googled it. Titans and the Patriots. 
Do you know who was on what? Uh, Jason McCory on the Titans and Devin McCory on the Patriots. All right, that lady, <laughs> that radio is really loud. But okay, I guess I guess we have a winner. <laughs> You'll buy your mom a cup of coffee. All right. So, what kind of frappuccino do you like? I like. Uh, you know what kind I like. <laughs> you because you don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, Carmel. Yeah, Carmel frappuccino, whatever. Yeah. All right, so I'll uh, send you the gift card. <laughs> okay, thanks, Danielle. Okay, bye, Mom. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's uh, hilarious. Okay, well, at least someone won it. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think um, if, uh, judging by, you know, what I've seen in the past, I think if the f- if it's if it ends early and by submission, I think Miller will have it. And if it goes a little bit longer, I think Diego Sanchez will take the, uh, take the win by TKO or decision. Um, then we have uh, two two huge fights. Um, we got Holly Holm versus Misha Tate, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you know who Holly Holm is. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Misha Tate? I is? I do because you know what my cousins asked me to go out. Like I said, Misha Tate fought um, what's her name Rousey not yeah. long ago, right? Maybe yeah. about a year ago. Uh, Title probably, fight? Yeah, probably a year, a little bit longer than a year. Yeah, everybody was picking her to win. I thought, right? If I um, remember correctly, well, she was. She's probably the the. She's definitely lasted the longest against mm-hmm, Rousey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and she that fought her once before. She lost her title to her uh, in a different organization. So, um, yeah, Tate has uh, – and she was actually promised the next title fight back when she beat uh, her last opponent, and then she didn't get the shot. They, like, overlooked her, and they gave Holly the, the opportunity to fight um, Ronda Rousey. But uh, this fight, you know, I think it's good that Tate's getting another title shot, and uh, – I don't know uh, if it's good that it's against Holly or if she'd have a better chance against Ronda, but the way that I see, the only way that I see Tate winning the fight is if she gets nasty. She has to make it a dog fight, and she can't let home set up. She's got to put her against the cage and, and, and really make it ugly. She's got to you know secure at least a takedown in the beginning to make Holly uh, fear the takedown and, and so she can't set up her strikes. If she lets Holly... Uh, even for a couple of minutes, you know, set up on the outside, I think she's going to just take a lot of damage and end up getting knocked out or finished. So um, if I had a pick, I'm, I'm definitely going with Holly Holm uh, by by knockout. Um, but Tate's tough. I mean, if Tate can implement her game plan, she's she doesn't have anywhere near the same caliber striking as, as Holm. She does have a lot of power, but if she tries to stand there and bull rush her or, or, or strike with her the way Ronda did, she's gonna she's gonna have a short night. And when is there. this fight next? This week? is next Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I definitely I think most people are gonna be picking home for that fight. But uh, again, you, I think the first minute of that fight is gonna tell a lot uh, how it's gonna go because if if Tate pretty much has to maintain control of everything from the second of the bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's that fight. That's a title fight. Mm-hmm. And then we have McGregor versus Diaz. Did you hear about what happened with the original fight that was supposed to be lined up? No. McGregor was supposed I didn't to do f- my homework. Yeah, I didn't do your homework. <laughs> McGregor was supposed to fight uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Rafael Dos Anjos pulled out uh, last week because of a broken foot. And they were trying to find a replacement. Now, the Rafael Dos Anjos fight was supposed to be a title fight at 155. McGregor has the 145 belt, and he's moving up to 155 to fight Dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. When Dos Anjos pulled out, they were trying to find somebody to fill in at 155. Um, they couldn't find anybody that was willing to take the fight. So they went to Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is supposed to be fighting at 170 pounds now. He has fought at 155 before. 
He did not want to drop to 155 on that short of notice because he said, if I'm not mistaken, that the money wasn't good enough. He wanted more money. So basically they went back and Mm -hmm. forth, this, that, and the other thing. So Connor said, you know what, I don't care. I'll go to 170. And they were going to do a catch weight at 165. Connor said, don't even try to lose the weight. I'll go to 170. So he's taking a – his last fight was at 145, and now he's going to 170. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, and they're two of the biggest trash talkers in the sport. So the press conference was very interesting. Good for ratings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are interested in seeing this fight. Um, you know, it, it could go a bunch of different ways. Uh, I'm not as concerned with the weight cut uh, or the weight difference with this one because Diaz has never been like a big, strong wrestling or big strong kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's very lanky. He's he's more known for his cardio and his and his volume punching and his submission game. Um so I, I think McGregor, you know, it's the first guy that McGregor's fought that I think has the reach advantage and the height advantage on him. So I think uh you know that's gonna be a little bit of a, an adjustment for him. But I think that if McGregor doesn't have to worry about the takedown, which I don't think he's gonna have to worry about with Diaz, he's gonna be able to set up uh his strikes, he's gonna be able to get comfortable in there and I think he's gonna have the speed advantage, the in and out movement, and I th- I think he's going to pick uh, Diaz apart um, with the, with the you know just his unorthodox style of fighting and um, you know s- since it's on short notice, I mean Diaz is usually always in shape, so I don't think his cardio is going to be an issue. So uh, it's definitely a harder fight for McGregor than most people are saying. It's not it's not going to be an easy fight for him at all. But I think um, based on what we've seen and and the the uh, you know the high that he's been on lately is going to be uh, a tough thing to beat for for Diaz. So I, I'm going with uh, McGregor uh, by uh, probably he's going to finish him within the first. I'd say probably the, the late second or third round because Diaz has a chin on him. He has been stopped before, but he he does have a pretty good chin on him. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. But um, I'm going to pick McGregor in the third or fourth or the second late second uh, third round by uh, by stoppage. So we'll see how that one goes. And where can the people watch this? This one's going to be on pay per view. Mm-hmm. So you got to find your local bar, yeah. or if you don't feel like spending sixty bucks um, on there. But uh, yeah, find your local bar. This one's going to be insane. Uh, McGregor's by far the highest paid uh, UFC fighter of all time, and mm-hmm. you know people beg to fight him because they it's their highest payday. I mean, I think Nate Diaz's last fight he got paid uh, forty and forty. 40, 40 grand to show up. Wow. And McGregor's last fight, I believe, his paycheck just from the UFC was thirteen million. Thirteen million. Yeah. What? So what? yeah, people beg to see. You know, like uh, Jose, uh, Jose Aldo, the guy that he fought last time. He was the the champion of the one hundred forty five pound division for years, and he never really made a lot of money. And he fought Conor McGregor, and Conor's such a big draw that Jose Aldo made uh, five million dollars on his last fight. So this will be by far. Nate Diaz's biggest payday. I don't know how much they were offering him. I don't know why he was complaining about the money, but you know he's getting more. And uh, Connor said, "Give him what he what he wants." So uh, they're going to be fighting, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens after this fight because uh, he still holds the 145 pound belt, and he wanted to fight for the 155 pound belt. But now they're saying since he's at 170, he if he wins this fight, he might fight Robbie Lawler for the 170 pound title. So. This is going to be an interesting, a lot riding on this fight. Let's just say that. Yeah, we'll just say that that guy's probably going to try and find the 
biggest crash diet he can ever find yeah. to get back down to his weight. Yeah, well, he <laughs> looks so emaciated at that. He has a very weird frame. He has like a very thin waist and very broad shoulders, so he can he can play with the jumping around and weight and everything like that. But when he fights at 145 and he weighs in the the, the night before, I mean, he looks very emaciated. <laughs> he, he's uh, very 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 drawn out. So I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to cut to 145. So, uh, but we'll see how the fight goes. I know I, yep. I was wrong in the last uh, prediction <laughs> with at least the main event. You know, Anderson mm-hmm. Silva was a little bit disappointed; didn't live up to uh, I don't think his potential there. So, we'll okay. see if I'm right this time. I was wrong on the Super Bowl. That's a big mistake. No. But, but everybody was though. So. I actually did have the right winner for the Super Bowl. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did you do? Throw dots at him? Uh, I just said I, I like Peyton. I want to see him win. <laughs> so that's why. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to add to MMA? Um. No, I think that's it. I think we can save some for next week and uh, okay. see how this because uh, the the fights are happening the day before we go on the radio show. And I know that our guest next week, Shane Sharpley, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's pulling for Nate Diaz, and uh, I'm uh, I'm pulling for McGregor because I, I want to see. Oh, I, am I going to have to break up you guys, you six four? Yeah, guys. Yeah, in we, here? We, you might have to. We're, we're, oh, no. We usually agree on every single person that we want to see win and, and who we think is going to win but this one uh we're kind of we're kind of separate on here oh boy yeah so we've been arguing non-stop the last couple weeks about it <laughs> yeah oh, i don't want to break him any fights can you just tell people who he is and what he's about so uh my buddy shane Sh- i don't again i don't follow football so i never really asked him about it he's yeah. probably laughing at me right now but <laughs> Hi, uh, shane. yeah he used to play uh professional arena football i believe he played for uh wyoming he played for albany um he uh Went to uh, college at uh, Monmouth University, mm-hmm. and uh, then he went and played for. I, th- I believe he had tryouts with a couple NFL teams as well. Um, but uh, yeah, he played a uh, wide receiver for the uh, a couple of arena leagues, and he was uh, he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. said he last week. You were telling me he's really tall too, right? Like yeah, he, he's like uh, he's like my height, but he's. Uh, I mean, now he's he's a lot bigger since he's not a wide receiver anymore. And mm-hmm. I think he was. I mean. If I'm not mistaken, like usually wide receivers are kind of on the thinner side. Yeah, yeah norm- he, normally. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was like two twenty five, two thirty when he was playing for wide receiver. So he was a, kind of a big wide receiver yeah. um, for that. But uh, yeah, he can he could tell you more about his credentials because again, I don't. Really yeah, know yeah, I can't wait. That's, he comes that's back on next uh, next week. But uh, yeah, excited to have him on. And he <laughs> he's uh, one of the only other guys I know besides me that knows uh, about the same amount of uh, MMA kind of stuff that I that's do. Cool. So it'll be good for him. Uh, to have him on, yeah, he's um, he's gonna be in studio too. That's our like yeah. besides you, you know, you're my new like co-host, but yeah, he that's the first in studio guest I'm gonna have. Like, for yeah, real. I'm, I'm so. stoked. Yeah, yeah, me too. And we're gonna watch the fights uh, the night before, uh, probably at my house uh, or wherever. So uh, we'll be we'll be fresh off our arguments oh, about God. who's winning. Take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. All right. So um, I guess th- that's it today. It's at two forty one. Okay. So that's it for this week on WRPR. 90.3 FM. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on the actual radio now. <laughs> yeah. I got the tower fixed. Yeah. Okay, so um, just a special thank you to the casino, for the casino night, to Randy Zelia, Pat Capra, and, of course, Jason and Devin McCourney, Brian Leonard, um, Tim Wright as well. Um, also, Chris Carlin taking the time out of his day to call in. It's very busy. Rutgers basketball, it's midseason here. Um, I was finally, Andy, a champ on beer money. I am... You're the beer money. You're the last. Well, that show's not on anymore. Yeah, right? no. I, no, you're the no. last winner. It's official. Wow, I, I was. I did all right. I did okay. Yeah. Especially being a Jeff fan, I answered what two Giants questions and a Yankee question. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was so cool, Chris Carlin. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Another special thank you to Steven Langa, who is a Rutgers linebacker, um, for his insider's look at the NFL Combine. I'm going home, actually, to turn him on uh, right now on the NFL Network. Andy, I was actually looking while you were talking a little bit about the MMA. Mm-hmm. He ran the 40-yard dash while you were, were doing your thing. He had the top, a couple of ties, but top, we say, 17 time for the linebacker group. Who's that? That guy I interviewed, Steven Langa. Oh, really? So look at the top. I'm gonna just. I'm look. I'm just looking at right here. Like about 17 time for linebackers. That's pretty good. So hopefully he That's goes fast. on to a very. Yeah. It was. Uh, where did he run it in? Uh, where is he? Steve Longa. He ran it in 4.78 seconds for a big guy. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not really up on the 40 yard dash. Me neither. I think we should go run it. I think we should go see what our time is. Yeah. It's like, I'm probably like 10 9. Yeah. 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my new co-host Andy Smith, the Bro Down Podcast. Of course, thankful to you. I think we're going to keep you around. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I love talking MMA. Uh, so tune in next week, everybody. Same time, same place. Now on ninety point three FM, North Jersey, and uh, I'm looking to start a little bit of the dialogue about the objectivity or non-objectivity of women in sports. Um, we're going to have our first real in-studio guest, and um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week, right? Yeah. All right. See you guys. And uh, if you missed it, I'm going to post this on SoundCloud. So if you guys are on Twitter. Um, and Facebook uh, author page, and Andy will tweet it too. So yeah, I got to post it on uh, on the Facebook, and I'll post it also on our uh, the Bro Down uh, YouTube page. Yeah, so you can look for it there in case you missed it. Tell your friends, and we'll see you guys next week. Catch you guys next week. Follow me on Twitter at Coach McCartan. That's at Coach M C C A R T A N. To find my work on YouTube and SoundCloud, search with no spaces Coach McCartan. Subscribe yourself so you don't have trouble finding it in the future. That's it for today, everybody. Listen live next Sunday, 1.30 to 2.30 p.m.